Hi, this is Diane Cannon. You're listening to TV Confidential. In the meantime, we will open up this hour with a replay of our conversation from March 2013 with actor-director Chris Robinson. Chris Robinson, Dr. Rick Weber on General Hospital, Sergeant Sandy Kamansky on 12 O'Clock High, and an actor who appeared in just about every other show produced by Quinn Martin, not to mention many Western films, including most recently The Forsaken, which we'll talk about later on this hour. But first, we began our conversation by telling Chris, I've had occasion to talk to a number of actors and a number of behind-the-scenes people, producers, writers, directors, who have had a chance to work for Quinn Martin, uh, either as a regular on one of his shows or as one of his um, repertory players, um, an actor who appeared frequently on one show or, or another. Many actors who worked for Quinn never actually met him. What was your experience? I met him several times. He was just a real human being that happened to sit at a desk. And when you came into his office, he stood up and treated you as though you were his equal. Just a, a very straightforward, nice human being. He was uh, not only a nice human being, but he was an independent, and he took advantage of all that entailed because the only one he had to answer to was himself. And so he was not afraid to spend a little extra money to get the best talent available from one show to another. I agree. I know that you joined um, 12 O'Clock High like a couple of years into the the show's run. I understand that sometimes it can be difficult joining a cast of a show midstream. Is that is, is that always the case, or, or does it depend on the show and depend on the cast? You know, it was actually one year. They did the first year, and I saw a couple of the segments, and I loved Robert Lansing. I thought Robert Lansing was... 12 o'clock high. I thought he was great. And I was on, a, it's strange, I was on a fishing boat, my fishing boat called the John Galt, after Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged. Mm -hmm. And I'm in the Gulf Stream fishing in Florida, and I got a call, um, and I can't remember if it came in on the CB radio that I had to, to, to call Quinn back, but he asked me, called and asked if I would consider doing, they were recasting uh, 12 o'clock high, and if I would consider doing a regular on it and of course i said yes 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 and uh, it, it was very easy what, what's interesting to me is we made the change and it lasted almost another two years mm -hmm. about two or three years later maybe longer than that quinn called me and i was doing a carib as a guest star with uh, stacy keith mm -hmm. and he said um would would you be interesting i'm 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 thinking of you taking over as the new, if we can sell the series another year, would you take over for me and do the lead in Kareem? And I said, absolutely. And somehow Robert Lansing's name came up and he looked at me and he said, that was a mistake. I should have never replaced Bob Lansing. And, and I said, I felt so too. <laughs> so it, it was kind of interesting how years later, a human being of his stature, of his ability, of his creative insight, could say, yeah, I, I made a mistake there. I should have stayed with Robert Lansing. Well, that's a sign of a good leader because, you know, th there are some leaders who once they, once they make a decision, they never look back on it regardless of what the outcome was. 
And there are those, such as Quinn Martin, who would say, if I had to do it again, I, w- I, I would not have made that move. Yeah, he, he thought it, it was the right thing, and it just, and, and I got an awful lot of feedback from people that Paul Burke did a nice job, but he, he was just too soft. He was too, they, they were trying to uh, get a human, frail element in, into the commander, but the, the man, full bird colonel or brigadier general, as Bob Lansing was a brigadier general, I mean, they are responsible for the lives of every human being on that base. Right. And, and you can't have that kind of weakness, and, and I think that's, that's what... I, I could tell you other tidbits about General Hospital, too, so, but I won't unless you ask. Well, just stay on 12 o'clock for a second. I mean, it's, it's those attention to details that usually make the difference in whether a show you know, succeeds or not. And if, you, if you're doing something, you know, it's a period piece such as 12 o'clock high, which is said during World War II. I mean, at least, at least the image back in the 60s was you know, your, your commanding officer was strong and you know, uh, almost tacit, you know, taciturn, almost like the classic Western hero. So... Uh, if if you would bring someone who's you know kinder and gentler, that's a that's a different sort of dynamic. Yeah, especially when, as you say, it was World War II. It was life and death. It, it was defeating the Axis. It was defeating Nazis. We're talking to Chris Robinson. Chris played Sergeant Chris Kamansky on Twelve O'clock High. He also guest starred in just about every other dramatic TV series produced by Quinn Martin, including The Fugitive. Both The Fugitive and 12 O'Clock High are shown Sunday nights on MeTV. Now, I'm trying to remember, Chris, you, you were a regular on, on a QM series, you know, 12 O'Clock High, but you also guest starred, I think the appearance you did with Jansen on The Fugitive, I think that was before 12 O'Clock. It's been years since I've seen the show, but what I remember, it was you, Lou Antonio, Brenda Vaccaro, and a car. You got it right. That was one of the role reversals I did on that show. It was one of my favorite shows. I, I had done a, a Robert Taylor Detectives about a year before that, and I played the mastermind and uh, oh, the actor who became a very big director. Paul Mazursky. I think you're thinking of Paul Mazursky. He played my underling, the um, um, the dumb guy. And I was the brilliant, uh, perfect crime type thing. That was a Robert Taylor Detectives. When QM called and, and said, here, we'd like you to do this script, and I read the part, it was a total reversal from anything I'd ever done. I, I played, if you go back to Lenny and... Of Mice and Men? Mice and Men. Yeah. The dumb guy was who they wanted me to play, the absolute retard, the uh, follower of Lou Antonio. Mm-hmm. And... It was fantastic. I had more fun because it was such a stretch to go from having played the super brilliant, uh, perfect crime statistician to a guy that couldn't couldn't remember his own name. I mean, it was fantastic. I loved the part. Yes, it was a car. It was uh, we were just bad guys, and I was the dummy. What memories do you have of work with Jansen? Nice man. Nice man. I, I remember having dinner. Somewhere near Universal City Studios one night, because you know, you, in those days you shot 12, 14 hours a day. There were long days, sometimes longer than that. And uh, just a nice guy. There, there are very, very few actors I've, or actresses that I've ever worked with that you want to say, "Oh, I could forget them." Uh, and literally, I'd say there's maybe only one of all the people I've no two <laughs> that that you know 
why treat human beings so poorly? Most actors and actresses, everybody tries to get along, especially in daytime TV, because you're doing an hour show a day. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get along, if you are a problem in any way, you can't produce an hour show a day. Well, it, it, it goes back to the old the old adage, the lead sets the pace, and that works. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess, Chris, that that goes not only for daytime television, it goes for primetime television, it goes for a feature-length motion picture, it goes for any production you do. And, and you know, going back to David Jansen, I never had a chance to talk to the man, I never had a chance to meet the man, but I've talked, have had occasion to talk to actors such as you uh, such as you who worked with them and what what you say is is very you know v- v- rings pretty much with what everyone else had to say he was very he was a very giving vener- very generous actor he knew he was a big star but he didn't act like one no he, he was just just a nice guy you worked with him and he knew his lines and he didn't no temper tantrums of any kind he was just uh, straightforward uh, and I think he realized he was playing himself. He was playing a strong human being that uh, was pursuing something, and he was good. Excellent. Excellent to work with. We're talking to Chris Robinson, star of 12 O'Clock High, General Hospital, The Bold and the Beautiful, and an actor who also appeared in such films as The Birdman of Alcatraz, The Hawaiians, Stanley, The Young Savages, The Dream Merchants, and Sweet, Sweet Rachel Chris has also appeared in a lot of westerns, both on television and on the big screen. And as a matter of fact, he is working on a western right now called The Forsaken that is scheduled for release later this year. Chris, tell us a bit about The Forsaken. I, I have read a lot of very good scripts from television to uh, motion pictures. And I was presented a script here in Arizona, in fact, and... I read it. I, I had heard that it was a good script, but I started reading, and halfway through, I realized I was reading a script better than any script I'd ever read. There were sequences in it where I would stop and say, now why, with all the great westerns that have been written, how could they not portray truthfully what would happen if, uh, or as truthfully as this author was doing in The Forsaken, mm-hmm of the encounter between lawmen and bad guys coming down to a stagecoach. I'm using that as just an illustration. Mm -hmm. The thought process of everyone involved was intelligent, was rational. Why didn't someone else do that in in a great John Wayne epic? Or, you know, there were such opportunities. This woman, and a woman wrote this script, this woman portrayed relationships between men and men truthfully going back to the old western days like no one else ever has uh, i literally when i finished i said this is the best script i've ever read uh, i haven't read all the scripts in the world that's for sure <laughs> i've read some good ones and i've you know uh, the hawaiians michener uh, you know they had an excellent script for the hawaiians uh, birdman of alcatraz was an excellent script uh, the Young Savages uh, was an excellent script, and you know, and I could go on and on. I've read some great TV scripts that I've been, but but none. It was like a novel almost. You were reading a novel in script form. That script is written by Bria Sharinian, and it is the script for The Forsaken, and uh, an independent uh, film directed by Justin. 
Crime Brink, uh, 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 featuring Chris Robinson, and that is scheduled for release uh, later in 2013. It seems to be, Chris, um, that Westerns have, have been making making a bit of a comeback the last uh, couple of years, uh, most notably with the Hatfields and McCoys last year. But yeah, at, there was a time when Westerns went, went out of style, but now they're back in style. What, what, what do you think, what is it about the Western that rings true and what is it about the Western that appeals to you? Because you've, as, as we mentioned, you've done a lot of Westerns, plus you're working on one right now. It, it's a part of the history of the United States that's a little different than any other country. It's truth, if you go back to what really happened here, that there were so many different storylines from gold mines and copper mines and uh, the conflict with Native Americans. Uh, it, it, so many different historical truths exist in the old west that that you have an almost an unlimited number of plots and dramas and comedies that you could put together and and i think they were done for so many years and with with, i I guess with the age of the computer high-tech kids and video games it maybe is something that's not as exciting anymore because we have such advanced weaponry we have such advanced abilities to annihilate other people. What a shame. What a horrible thing. But, you know, there, there's just a whole, I hope, because there have been some marvelous, marvelous Westerns done over the last few years. Um, every once in a while, one will come out, and, and it's like the almost the best film of the year. Mm-hmm. It goes back to something. I don't know if it'll ever reach the heyday that it had, but uh, there's still a potential to do great things in Western. Well, it goes back to something you just said when you were talking about uh, the script for The Forsaken. You could have all the CGI, you can have all the pyrotechnics, you can have all the state of the uh, a state of the art technology, be it in a feature film, be it uh, in, in television. But it comes back, it it, it it comes down to story, it comes down to character. And when you you look at the Western format, uh, yeah, I mean, you take away the trappings and, and the showdown at high noon and the, and the white hats and the black hats and all that. It comes down to character. It comes down to a basic, you know, theme, good versus uh, good guys versus bad guys, good and evil. Mm-hmm. It, it does, but there's so much more. And when, when you can deal with a situation so truthfully, as you say, the characters the people, how would they really feel? How would they really act if suddenly a gun was put in their face? You know, it, it, there, was just, there were things that were brought out in the Forsaken, and, and I've done Gunsmoke, I've done Wagon Train, the Virginian, um, you know, Western Colt 45, I could go on and on and mm-hmm. on uh, with the Westerns I've done over the years. And there was just depth, and there is depth in the Forsaken. I've, I've never seen everywhere, anywhere done before, but it's the characters, it's, it's the people inside and this author, and I don't know her that well at all, but what she put on paper were the thoughts, the feelings, and, and the real-life ways that people would react when they were confronted with things. To hear the rest of this conversation, go to shop.tvconfidential.net or the paid archive store at televisionconfidential.com. There you'll find more than 400 hours of interviews previously broadcast on TV Confidential, available as digital download. Shop.tvconfidential.net, televisionconfidential.com. 
Are you from California, Illinois, New York, Georgia, or any of the other 39 states that charge state income tax? Does your state claim you owe them any amount of back taxes? Or have you not filed in years? Is your heart pounding because you know they're wrong or you just don't have the money? Don't fight the state income tax board alone. The tax doctor is here to help you. The state is much more aggressive than the IRS in collecting taxes. They have the power to take your home, your car, your driver's and business licenses, even garnish your wages, freeze your bank accounts, and go after your spouse. Solve all your income tax problems permanently and keep more of your hard-earned money. Make this 100% guaranteed risk-free call right now. 800-649-0142. 800-649-0142. That's 800-649-0142. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.